0: Hello, everyone. We have Brie Keller on today's episode. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Brie, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you'd like with your story. All right.
1: Well, first off, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, So I'll start where everyone else sort of starts. Um, My husband and I met back in 2011. We were working at a Little Caesars together in college. Um, We didn't start dating until about a year later. So in 2012, um, and then fast forwarding to about five years, he proposed. Um, we got married this last June, so we've been together for about seven and a half years. Um, but actually, today is our nine-month anniversary, so that's exciting. Um, and we wanted to start trying right away, just because I've always wanted to have kids, um, and he, him, and I are both in our mid to um, early thirties, so. I was just like I want three kids before 35 so it felt like okay this is a good time to get started. Um I had been on birth control for over 10 years so um I got off birth control in June so I figured it would take a couple months for my body to somewhat regulate. Um and so from that point till about now I would say like it's just been a roller coaster ride of emotions and everything in between. So um my cycles were somewhat irregular so I went to the doctor and like Mid September. um, And she was hesitant to do like the workup for basic um, fertility. But since I had thyroid issues, she's like, let's go ahead and just run some tests. Um, One thing she had mentioned was maybe it was PCOS, and I have a lot of anxiety. So that word um, kind of scared me in the sense of like, I know with PCOS, there's a lot of infertility and things of that nature. So I left that appointment feeling really discouraged and somewhat hopeless. So Um, I decided just to kind of wait and see what the results um, said. So as the results came in, um, the only thing out of normal range was the anti-malarian hormone. So that was a sign of PCOS, but not necessarily a diagnostic factor. So um, I had my annual appointment with my OB um, in late October. And so I went back in uh, talked with her and she was wonderful. She was very like optimistic and she's like, bit is PCOS. There's lots of things we can do. Um, if you don't get preg- pregnant naturally, you can um, get on Clomid, which is an ovulation induction. Um, and I'll have you come in in November to uh, talk about that. So, she had me run a couple more tests. Um, one of them was the transvaginal ultrasound, um, and that came back positive for PCOS. So. Um, I sort of at that point felt like we couldn't get pregnant pregnant naturally, so I just was like, you know what, we'll just wait till we meet with her in November, and then we'll kind of go from there. Um, so, I we weren't necessarily trying at this point, um, so that was about a month um, that we put on hold. And um, at that time, she also put me on a progesterone pill to trigger a period because I hadn't had one in over like 80 days, and so. Um, the week of our appointment, I should have had a period already, um, but I had it. And um, my friend said, how about you take a pregnancy test? Maybe you're pregnant. And I thought there was no way that I could possibly be pregnant. Um, We weren't really trying. Um, And I didn't want to take the pregnancy test because I felt like if it was negative, I would be devastated. Um, And so I just said, like, I'll just wait to see what the doctor says. Um, So we went in November 22nd and um, the doctor asked if I had started my period said no uh, and the look on her face was pretty priceless you can tell she was like okay that's not supposed to happen um so she had me take a pregnancy test and uh, she came back into the room and said it's positive um completely shocked I told her to shut up uh joking and kind of playful but still I was like in complete shock that we were pregnant um she's like I can tell you don't believe me so I'll just give you some time with your husband and the first thing that came out of my mouth was I'm really f- early along, like we could still miscarry. That was the first thing that I said, cause I um, was so scared that, you know, we could miscarry and um, she came back in and she, I asked her about the miscarriage because women with PCOS are like twice as likely to miscarry than like a healthy woman. So um, she had said, no, I'm not too concerned about that for you. Uh, everything looks fine. Let's go ahead. Just uh, see what happens. And if you have any bleeding, call me. So um, needless to say, we left that appointment feeling uh, really excited, uh, almost like on cloud nine. Um, I started thinking of like my pregnancy and we would have a summer baby, which for me worked out perfectly with my work schedule. Um, I, I think I fell in love with this pregnancy like almost immediately. And then that Sunday, approximately 48 hours after we found out, um, we were getting ready to go meet with my husband's family at an art exhibit and, um, I had ran to the bathroom and before we left and sure enough, there was blood, um, not a lot, but definitely enough to like trigger some panic. So I call, um, my mom and my good friend, she, they both had miscarriages. So I think I, felt like they were somewhat experts on the situation and then I called my sister as well who happens to be a doctor um, but she also knows how to calm me down pretty quickly so they both um, just all offered like some words of comfort and just not to freak out yet and to call the doctor so because it was a Sunday I got the doctor on call and she had just said like you know just to watch the bleeding um, if it gets to a certain point uh, to go to the emergency room so we had just decided, like, let's go be with family right now, um, which looking back was probably not the best idea. I could not keep it together. I was crying the entire time and his family had no idea. So um, finally we had to just tell them because it was pretty obvious like I wasn't doing well. So got through that night. Um, the next day was a Monday. And my oB called, and she said, "Like, "I just want to get you in for an ultrasound. We want to roll out that it's not an atopic pregnancy. Uh, so we went in for the ultrasound the gestational sac was measuring at five weeks, um which would coincide to what the h c g blood work was saying. so um everything looked good on the ultrasound. they couldn't quite figure out why I was bleeding, um, and the doctor basically said." wait until next week. Um, if the bleeding doesn't stop, we'll go ahead and have you come in once again. So Tuesday and Wednesday were somewhat of a nightmare. The bleeding never stopped yet. It never got really bad, or at least how I would perceive a miscarriage should look. Um, and so I I spent most of those days just like crying, um, and, you know, trying to make sense of like what was happening. But by Wednesday, I, I somewhat just kind of had enough. And I was like, I need to know. And I think intuitively, I knew that I had miscarried. Um, but like everyone around me was like, it's totally fine. The doctor's not too concerned. Everything's okay. Um, and I just, I needed to know. So we went in to um, get the blood work done. And my OB clinic has an app where they'll send your results as soon as they come in. So it they come in within like two hours, um, so usually you see a result before like a doctor can contact you. Uh, so, about two hours later, I got the blood work results back, and my HCG levels on that Friday were like eleven hundred, and they had dropped to about one hundred and fifty. Uh, so I knew that was a miscarriage, um, and. The hard part about when I found out was I was getting ready to go into session on a therapist. So um, there was like 10 minutes from the point I read this, to the point my client was coming in that. So I was like, I can't cry. I have to keep it together. Um, somehow managed to get through that therapy session um, in the second. It was over completely just lost it. Um, prior to like the session being over, I did send a text to like my husband, my sister, and like a, my mom and best friend. And so when the session was over, I had these best calls from them. Um, the first person I actually talked to was my sister, uh, just really crying. Uh, don't really think I made any sort of sense, Um, and she, she just listened to me and, um, definitely was like very comforting and, um, people continued to like call and reach out after that point. Once I got home, um, I think my husband was having a really hard time being that it was a miscarriage. Uh, he had said, well, your numbers were still within normal range. And I had to explain to him, like, with H-E-G, that's not how it works. Like, they should continue to go up, not go down. Um, and so he also started crying. Um, he just held me and we hugged for a really long time. Um, a friend came over to be with us. She was very comforting. And uh, we were... I think just in a lot of disbelief, like we hadn't fully processed that we were pregnant and that felt like that didn't necessarily sink in yet. And so then to find out that like, Oh, this wonderful thing just happened to us, you know, a couple days earlier and now it's been taken from us. Um, it just like the only way I can describe it was just like complete shock. Uh, so unfortunately the next day was Thanksgiving. Um, so really bad timing on, um, you know, just miscarrying and not really feeling up to being part of the holidays. Um, I tend to love the holiday season. And so it felt like it was robbed for me this year um, to some extent. And so we contemplated, you know, do we go be with family? Do we just stay at home? Um, ultimately, we decided to go be with family just because I know that if I sit in bed and cry all day, like for me, um, I'll spiral pretty quickly. So at this point, our entire family knew what was going on. And, um, they kind of expected that I would not be myself. And so, uh, we, we got through that day. Um, my supervisors at work offered to give me bereavement and this was, I I thought this was great news because I feel like our culture doesn't really recognize miscarriage as a loss. And so to hear that they were going to honor that as a loss and give me time off was great. Um, I ended up not taking it just because I was already on a fall break. Uh, I work in a school. And so, um, I felt like nothing really felt right on what to do of like, do I take time off? Do I go to work? So I kind of just pushed through looking back. I wish I would have taken up them up on that offer. But, um, at the time I, nothing seemed like it would be the, the, you know, ideal situation.
0: Sorry to interrupt today's episode, but we are sponsored by Hello Eden this week. Hello Eden is an all-in-one nutritional supplement for women designed to support hormone balance and optimize reproductive function. Eden's formula was created to nourish all aspects of women's reproductive health. Your reproductive system and hormones are intrinsically linked, and when one of your hormones is out of balance, it creates a ripple effect that can upset the entire system. This can result in a problematic and often painful PMS symptoms, irregular periods, and fertility issues. There are many reasons why a woman's hormones health may be less than ideal. But nutrient deficiencies are one major factor. That's where Eden comes in. It provides the nutritional foundation that allows your hormones to flourish. The company was created by Katie Fitzgerald, who, as a clinical nutritionist, wanted to provide her own body the right nutrition to support healthy reproductive function and, in turn, regulate her cycles to help with her own fertility journey. Eden is designed to support you, whether you are trying to regulate your cycle, counterbalance the side effects of the pill, or assist to trying to conceive. For the listeners of this podcast, we have a specific discount code to share with you guys for 15% off using LAMFAM15. Thank you so much, Hello Eden, for sponsoring this week's episode, and thank you to all our listeners to supporting our sponsors as it helps us to continue to provide this platform for us all. Now let's get back to today's episode.
1: So as weeks passed, um, I really dove into learning about miscarriage and PCOS. Um, I strongly believe like knowledge is power. However, I think sometimes it got me into some trouble because it caused a lot of anxiety too. Um, I met up with a lot of close friends who had miscarried, um, and they shared their stories. I had no idea some of them had miscarried, so it was nice to hear that, um, you know, that there are a lot of women out there, more women than I had thought there was. And so um, one of my friends had told me something that, like, during the couple weeks after the miscarriage really resonated with me. She had said, like, it's a mourning process, it'll be a long time before you'll you'll be okay, but you will be okay and I think for me, I kind of just said that on repeat because I didn't feel like myself um, I felt like the world was continuing to move around me, and I was just like kind of stuck um just kept saying like this will be okay, it will pass that sort of thing um, i I realized that no one could quite prepare you for a miscarriage and it, it it's such a unique experience and uh, for me i physically healed quickly and passed everything naturally which i'm really grateful for um however emotionally it just it shook me to my core um i have to admit i was one of those people that kind of had this mentality of well you, you miscarried however you can get pregnant and um, at first that line was somewhat um i don't know like helpful for me because with pcos it can be hard to get pregnant so for me it was like okay you can get pregnant and you miscarried and. Now I look back and I'm like, this is an infuriating statement. I hate this statement. Um, I wish I I didn't have to find out this way sort of thing. Um, However, I do recognize that it's a significant loss. And um, I like, you know, sometimes wonder if like, unless you've been through it, like you don't quite understand, like how devastating it can be um, on on a family or a couple. So I guess right where we're at now, um, I still have my ups and downs, um, post miscarriage. I definitely experienced some of my darkest days, um, and sadness that felt, you know, really crippling. There were days I cried multiple times a day, um, days I didn't want to get out of bed. I would say about a month ago, I like hit my rock bottom. Um, I was having thoughts of not wanting to be alive and I felt like I had no energy, And I was describing this to a coworker, um, who's a therapist. And she's like, you realize you just described depression. And I was like, you're right, I did. Um, And so at that point, I realized I cannot sustain um, kind of going down this path of like cycling of these like negative thoughts and this hopelessness that I really needed to somehow turn this around, um, because it it just wasn't going to be sustainable. So Um, I started going to therapy. Um, I guess I had been going to therapy, but I switched therapist to someone that specializes in pregnancy loss. Um, And and she's been wonderful, um, so helpful in like my process. After kind of that like rock bottom point, um, her and I talked a lot about finding, you know, my other identities that I hold that I'm not just a woman that miscarried. Um, I'm so much more than that and trying to put my energy into other ways. And so for me, it's building awareness. Um, I've posted on social media. I've, um, been a big advocate of like sharing my story and, you know, trying to heal from that. And, you know, I want to run the pregnancy loss run that's coming up in September. Um, and so just trying to, for me, that's kind of how I'm healing and putting my energy into something else. So the doctor advised us to try until June. Um, At that point, it'll be about a year of trying. And if we're not pregnant by then, we'll go ahead and um, start whatever fertility treatment they feel necessary. Uh, This time around, I deleted all the apps off my phone. I'm not tracking. I'm not testing for ovulation. Um, That gives me a ton of anxiety. So I'm trying just to kind of go with it. Um, So we'll see what happens. This time around, though, trying to get pregnant, it feels a little bit more challenging in the sense that I feel like there's this dual process going on. Um, So on one hand, I feel like I'm still grieving um, and I have that like sadness there. And then on the other hand, just the frustration around getting pregnant and the unknown of when it'll happen and that sort of thing. I feel like both subjects can be emotionally draining and then you put them together and now it feels really unfair and almost defeating at times. Um, I really try to catch myself from saying, like, I shouldn't wonder if I'm ovulating or if I'm seeing early signs of pregnancies. If I didn't miscarry, then, you know, I'd be this amount of weeks pregnant. And I found like, I feel like that just gets me back into the grief cycle. And so I I try to stay away from that. Um, and then I guess like some advice that I have initially I had a ton of advice or I guess things I wish people would have told me. Um but I, I kind of narrowed it down because I feel like I covered some of it throughout. Um, one of the biggest things for me was communicating with my husband um, and knowing that it's okay to grieve differently. For him, um, he's an engineer, so he's very logical minded. Um, I think he was like, here are the facts. Here's what I can control. Here's what I can't. Uh, here's the science. And I'm going to cry. And I'm going to be sad. And then we kind of like accepted it and you know, continuing to move forward. And I felt really stuck. Um, I needed to talk about it every single day, all day. It was kind of all I thought about. Um, and for him, he didn't need that. And so um, he was very gentle with me and listened to me and validated me and empathized with me. Um, and yet we also had to put some boundaries around like when I could talk about it, like at dinner, maybe not the most appropriate time for us. And so, um, yeah, I think, Communication was really helpful because I think if we didn't communicate, there probably would have been a lot of fights um, and that sort of thing. And so, and then the other big one is like, don't put a time on, timeline on your grief. Um, I noticed people wanted me to feel better uh, sooner than I wanted to feel better or, you know, just there wasn't enough time for me to just like, quote unquote, get over it. Um, and so I had to realize like people's intentions aren't to be hurtful or be invalidating. It's just hard for people to see me in pain. Um, when really pain is where like, this is, this is part of the process. Um, and so I had to realize like, you know, this isn't my timeline, that's their timeline and whether it takes me a couple of weeks or you know years or whatever, um, this is just like how I'm getting through it. And I felt like overall I was handling it really well. Um, like, yeah, I had some, like, really dark moments. Yeah, I was still able to go to the gym, and I was still able to take care of myself and get out and, you know, work and things like that. Um, some days felt like a zombie, but I'm like, don't people realize that I am, you know, doing well? There there are just moments that I'm struggling. And then um, one of the recommendations that came from my therapist um, that I absolutely love was to find a way to honor the pregnancy. Um, and so I guess for me, because we miscarried so early on, um, you know, we didn't have a heartbeat. We didn't, you know, really. There, there wasn't any. Like, it didn't look like a baby. And so for me, it was like, how do I honor something that, you know, it, you know, it, it felt like more. I was honoring the pregnancy, not necessarily like the actual baby. Um, if that makes sense. But so what we did was uh, we live in Colorado, and the day that we found out, it was snowing, um, and we bought an ornament that is a snowflake. And in the middle of the snowflake, we wrote peppercorn. So peppercorn was the size of what the pregnancy was measuring. Um, And that's what we were calling the pregnancy. So we had peppercorn in the middle and on the outside was some red jewels um, to represent the July birthstone. Um, That is when the baby would have been born. Um, And so for me, this was very healing and gave me some like empowerment to uh, recognize like this was a pregnancy and it wasn't just this like little gestational stack inside of me like eventually it would have created life and um so at the end of the holidays I thought you know do I keep it out do I put it away um I decided to put it away I put it in a nice little container with the rest of the um, ornaments and it just it felt like I had control over the grief that it was like this was a terrible thing that happened yet like it's still going to be part of my story um so I, I just like the honoring of the pregnancy and um, that sort of thing, but that's all the advice I have. Um, and I I feel like sharing our stories is really healing in itself, um, and you know can just it's just like the next step into like this grieving process and moving forward. So um, I found for me that just sharing is really helpful, but yeah, that's all I have. And, um, that's my story.
0: Well, I appreciate all the nuggets of advice. I took lots of notes. Okay. <laughs> awesome. I really appreciate it. Um, now somebody wants to reach out to you or if they do so.
1: Um, so I'm on Facebook. Uh, it's just Brie Keller. Um, okay. And I am on Instagram, but I'm not a big Instagram person. So Facebook is probably the best way. Um, I'm an active Facebook user. So that's definitely one way. Yes. And please reach out. Um, I think I am a huge supporter. Like don't suffer in silence. Um, And, or like any questions about like, I don't know. I've done a lot of research on PCOS and miscarriage. If any listener, listeners have PCOS, <laughs> like
0: I feel like I know way too much. This
1: no, like I got you. <laughs> yeah, that is everything else.
0: So <laughs> awesome! I will go ahead and I'll link your Facebook in the okay. description of this episode. Awesome. Thank you so much oh, yeah. thank you for doing this okay. and for being so open about your story. Yes. Thank so cool. you. Awesome. All right, we'll chat soon. Okay, thanks. Bye.